Hey, Wowzers! Before we start the show, I would just like to announce the winner of our Wow Tampa Sweepstakes. Taking home all the marbles with a golden ticket and prize pack is... Drumroll, please! Hey, Reggie, <laughs> drumroll, you're up. That's good. And the winner is... Amanda Libacek! Amanda, we will see you and your family plus one lucky friend at our Wow in the World pop-up party at the Tampa Theater on Saturday, April 6th. And for the rest of our Wowzers in the Sunshine State, this will be our only Florida show this year. So snag your tickets while you still can. Every other show has sold out, and we don't want you to miss out. Grown-ups, just visit tinkercast.com events for tickets. And for the rest of the U.S., we will soon be announcing shows in three more cities across the country. So keep your eyes up, screens down, jaws dropped, and ears open. Wow in the World is getting out in the world this spring and summer. And once again, grown-ups, for tickets and more info, just visit tinkercast.com slash events. That's tinkercast.com slash events. That's it. Now let's get on with a brand new episode of Wow in the World. Fly, don't bother me. Shoo fly, don't bother me. Shoo fly, don't bother me. Because my name is Kairos. Kairosi! Whoa! Whoa there, Bucky. Mindy, why are you standing on your roof dressed as a fly? You almost scared Bucky here half to death. Hang on a sec, Kairos. I can't hear the words coming out of your mouth. Stay right there and I'll come down. Just gotta shimmy down the drain pipe. Shimmy, 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 shimmy. Is that drain pipe made out of a giant candy red vine? I'm here! <laughs> Mindy, why are you dressed up as a horsefly? Calm down, Bucky. I'm not gonna bite you. I'm not even a real horsefly. There you go, Bucky. See, she's not even a... Although I do have an uncle that's a horse and a second cousin that's a fly. So I guess that makes me, what, 112 horsefly? Hi, Mindy. Hi, Guy. Hi, Good morning, Dennis. Dennis. Mindy, why are you dressed like a horsefly? Is it because you hate horses? <sighs> Mindy, why do you hate horses? No wonder Bucky is so terrified of you, Mindy. We just got back from a very frustrating horseback riding lesson with horseflies everywhere, and they wouldn't leave him alone. Ooh, yeah. Well, while you may see a horse when you look at Bucky, what I see when I put on these fly vision goggles I invented <laughs> is nothing but 1,000 pounds of certified organic non-GMO breakfast blood. Breakfast blood? Yeah, you know, because horse flies bite horses and suck their blood. They're basically tiny vampires. Well, take those horse fly vision goggles off, Mindy. Bucky, calm down there, Bucky. I'm not going to let her bite you. Guy Raz, I'm sorry to have to break this to you, but 
if you're worried about horseflies, you're going to have to trade Bucky in for one of those striped horses. Uh, striped horses? Yeah, one of those black and white striped horses that you find in, I don't know, Eastern or Southern Africa or on the carousel at the mall. Uh, Mindy, uh, uh, do you mean a, a zebra? Well, the one I rode on the mall carousel was named Allegra, but maybe a zebra was her brother or cousin or something? No, 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 Mindy. I don't mean the striped horse's name was a zebra. I mean that the thing you're talking about is a zebra. Oh, So then what was that striped horse named Allegra that I was riding on the mall carousel? A zebra! Oh, so you're talking about a zebra. Yes! No, you're talking about a zebra. Guy Raz, I'm talking about a four-legged black and white striped animal with a killer mohawk that belongs to the Equidae family of the genus Equus. And horses are equids. And so are zebras. Zebras belong to the same family and genus as horses. So what you're trying to say here is that zebras are not striped horses? No, they're zebras. They're a completely different species. But they're both part of the equidae family. Yes, I guess you could say that zebras and horses are related, uh, distant cousins even. Donkeys are also part of the Equidae family, but again, donkeys are not horses. Got it. So back to these striped zebras. You know, Guy Raz, if you're worried about horseflies, your monthly payments could probably stay about the same if you just traded Bucky in for a pre-owned zebra. Huh? How long have you had him? What, two years? Um, I know I'd upgrade my horse every time the stable released a new model. You could probably even find one with Bluetooth and a cup holder if you're not picky about size. I'm not going to trade Bucky in for a zebra, Mindy. Bucky is my horse. Aren't you, Bucky? You're so cute. I could eat you up. Ahem. Oh, sorry. Guy Raz, you were complaining that the horse flies wouldn't leave you and Bucky alone, but with a plain old brown coat like that, Bucky's practically inviting the flies to bite him. And you're saying that wouldn't happen if he were a zebra? I'm saying that it wouldn't happen if he were covered in stripes like a zebra. Or if you put him on that carousel at the mall. Mindy, this is a live animal. Hey, just throwing it out there. Mindy, where exactly are you going with this? Okay, Guy Raz. So I just read this amazing new study where these researchers at the University of California, Davis think they may have stumbled upon a brand new scientific explanation for this. An explanation for zebra stripes? And why you might want to get some if you've got a problem with horseflies. So what's the scientific explanation? Lay it on me. Well, I could tell you. Yes? But I'd rather show you. Oh, oh boy. Trot with me, Guy Raz. I'm going to need a few supplies from my house. Supplies like uh, what? I'll show you when we get inside. Now to open the door. Hi-ya! After you, Bucky. Hey, Reg, I'm home, and I brought a horse. You know, Mindy, if you took some time to invent yourself a gingerbread doorknob, you wouldn't need to keep kicking down your door. Well, I tried kicking down your door, and all my toes broke off. See? And now I have to tape five peanuts to the front of my foot every time I want to wear flip-flops. You... you what? (laughs) 
Okay, so the first thing we're going to need for this scientific exploration is... Wait, I thought you said you had a scientific explanation. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. A scientific exploration. But... Now, first thing you're going to need is this black spandex unitard and an extra set of legs. You should have six legs total, including your arms. Uh... And then you're going to need a pair of these delicate motorized wings that I made by wrapping a pair of my Aunt Mojo's pantyhose around some rusty coat hangers that I twisted into wing shapes. And here, put your arms through these loops so I can attach them to your back here. Uh, uh. Wow, these do look just like horsefly wings. Wait, wait. Horsefly wings, uh, Mindy? I installed the motor from your hair dryer to the wings to make them fly. Here, check this out. Remote control, power on. Whoa! Whoa! I'm buzzing! And last but not least, you're going to need your fly vision goggles. Oh, no. Now be careful with these things. They're a new invention, and I'm still working out some of the kinks. You're trying to dress me up like a horsefly. For science. Mindy, science does not involve this many costumes. First the flamingo costume, then the squirrel, then the ant, and we can't forget the cockroach, and now this? Oh, we haven't even gotten to the actual costumes that were used in this scientific exploration. What do you mean? I mean that the scientists in this study I'm about to tell you about absolutely used costumes in their experiment. Now, come on, suit up. Uh, Bucky... Cover your eyes, and remember, no matter what silly horsefly costume Mindy puts me in, I am still your trusted buddy, Guy Raz, okay? Okay, Mindy, I'll take the fly vision goggles. Here you go. Okay. (laughs) Fly vision goggles on. Remember, we're not real horse flies. These are only costumes. For science, Bucky, for science. Good boy. And now a costume for you, Bucky. Wait, is that a zebra suit? Well, technically they're zebra jammies, but basically, yeah. I think Bucky likes it. Come on, Bucky. Come on, Bucky. Let's get you dressed. One hoof. Come on, two hoofs, three hoofs, get in there, four hoofs. And the last thing I'll need is my shrink wand. Shrink wand? Now, where did I put that thing? Saddle up, Bucky. Something tells me we're in for a wild ride. Found it! All right, now come on, let's head back outside and I'll explain everything. Walk, 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 walk. I knew this day would come. Mr. Zebra, look out! There are two giant horseflies behind you! Dennis! Oh, Guy! Hey! Why don't you look just... Huh. So, Guy Raz, remember how earlier you were saying that horseflies kept attacking Bucky, trying to suck his blood? Yeah, and then you suggested that I'd trade him in for one of those striped carousel horses at the mall. Um, they're called zebras, Guy Raz. Not even the same species as horses. 
Also, they come from the continent of Africa, not the carousel at the mall. So anywho, this team of biologists at the University of California, Davis, think they may have figured out why. Why horseflies attack horses? And why they're way less likely to attack zebras. So, Mindy, when I think of the most obvious differences between zebras and horses, the first thing that comes to mind are the stripes, because, of course, zebras have them and horses don't. Yes, but the question is, why do zebras have stripes? Like, what's their function? What's their purpose? Well, I know that some scientists believe that zebras have stripes to camouflage them from predators or animals who want to attack them. Um, guy... Zebra stripes don't seem like very effective camouflage to me. It sticks out very clearly. I mean, maybe it would work if the zebra stood in a thicket of birch trees in winter. Okay, well then maybe they have stripes to help them find other zebras. By the way, did you know that a zebra's stripes are just as unique as our fingerprints? No two zebras are exactly alike. Ooh, like snowflakes. Oh, oh, no, I got it. Zebras have stripes to keep their bodies cool in the hot sun. Kind of like a built-in air conditioner. Actually, Guy, I believe the school of thought... I got this one, Dennis. So, Guy Raz... Earlier studies have shown that zebras do tend to stay cooler than other non-striped mammals, but whether it's because of their stripes is still up for scientific debate. So then what is it, and why are we dressed like horseflies, and why is Bucky wearing zebra pajamas, and why are you holding that shrink one, and why do you have to make that mischievous look in your eye? Like I said earlier, Guy Raz, I could tell you. Yeah? But I'd rather show you. Here we go. Okay, so step one. We are going to shimmy up the drain pipe to the roof of my gingerbread mansion. Bucky here is going to stay on the ground that I've covered in pillow-sized marshmallows. Are marshmallows part of the study? No, they're to cushion our landing if we fall off the roof. Of course. Once we get up to the roof, we're going to power up our fly vision goggles, okay? Okay. Now, just follow me, Guy Raz. As usual, I've got everything out of control. Now, up the drain pipe. Shimmy, 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 shimmy. Anything for science. <sighs> Here we are, the roof of my gingerbread mansion. Wow, I can see the whole world from up here. Hey, look, there's the knuckle hut. And, and there's the spit tick. And there's Grandma G-Force wrestling a train of shopping carts. Uh, hi, Grandma G-Force. It's me, Mindy. You know, Mindy, as I was shimming up your drain pipe, I thought of something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So what if the whole purpose of a zebra's stripes is to somehow help to protect it from a horsefly attack? Hmm, go on. Well, just take a look at Bucky down there. I mean, you dressed him in those ridiculous zebra pajamas, and there's not a single horsefly on him. I mean, he's happily grazing on those marshmallows. Wait, uh, are horses supposed to be eating marshmallows? <laughs> yes, of course horses are not supposed to be eating marshmallows, Guy Raz. Bucky, spit it out! Don't eat those Buckies! Spit them out! <laughs> 
real, Guy Raz. Your hunch is actually the same as the hypothesis or educated guess that this UC Davis biologist named Tim Carrow had. And just to be clear, a biologist is the kind of scientist who studies the natural world and the things living in it like plants and animals. Right. And so Dr. Caro specializes in animal coloration, or why certain animals are certain colors or color patterns. Like zebras' black and white stripes, for example. Exactoritos. So, like any curious scientist, he decided to test his hypothesis by conducting a little experiment. And lucky for you, we're going to try it ourselves right here, right now. Which I'm guessing is why we're standing on the roof of your gingerbread mansion dressed in homemade horsefly costumes with my horse on the ground standing on a bed of marshmallows and wearing zebra pajamas? Step one, collect all the zebras you can find. Well, that's going to be a little tough, Mindy. I mean, first we'd have to go to Africa, and then there's the fact that zebras in the wild are extremely difficult to get close to. And most airlines won't accept them as emotional support animals, so how are you going to get them back to your lab, yada, yada, yada. So we're moving on to plan B. Get a bunch of horses, or in our case, one horse, and dress it up in zebra jammies. Wait, did Dr. Caro and his team do this? Well, basically, yeah. I mean, anything for science, right? Anything for science. Step two, invite a bunch of horseflies to the pajama party. Well, if there's anything I learned from my riding lesson with Bucky earlier, it's that horseflies will gladly show up without an invitation. Step three, we sit back and watch the magic happen. Okay, bring it on. Yep, just as I suspected. Is something supposed to be happening? Mindy, it's crazy. There's a bunch of horseflies down here, but none are landing on the zebra. Is it ruining the experiment? Do we need to find some zebra flies? See what I mean? So the horseflies are down there, but they're not biting Bucky because he's dressed like a zebra? Sure looks like it, right? But why? I mean, can't they see what an easy target they have? Not that I'm complaining. I mean, Bucky has never seemed more relaxed than ever. Step four. Find out why by getting inside the eye of a fly. I'm assuming it's time to try out your new FlyView goggles invention? You know it. Let's power these babies up. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> they work! My invention works! Blah, blah. Why are they making that sound? I told you I still had to work out a few of the kinks. Here, stay still. Ow! 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 Fixed it! Mindy, this is incredible. We're actually seeing the world exactly the way a fly would. This is even more wild than I thought it would be. But look at Bucky. I know we had him dressed in a zebra costume, but now his whole body looks gray. What in the wow? You know what, Mindy? I, I was just reading something about the way flies actually see. This must have something to do with the fact that flies have low-resolution eyes, meaning that colors and lines and details are sort of blurred into one big blurry mess. Well, on that thought, step five. Power up your wings, Guy Raz. We're going in for a closer look. But first, we're going to have to shrink ourselves to the size of horseflies. Wait, what? Shrink wand! 
activates. Mindy? Really? You thought so? Yeah, your fly vision goggle invention worked. I mean, we may not have been able to make our landing. Oh, oh, hi, Bucky. But we were able to experience exactly what it's like to be a horsefly in search of fresh horse meat. Well, I guess when you put it that way. We were so dazzled by the optical illusion of the moving zebra stripes that we weren't able to clearly see where to land on Bucky. Yeah, it was almost like our vision became overloaded and unable to focus. So you realize what this means, don't you, Mindy? I think this means that your hunch and Dr. Caro's hypothesis might have been right on. A hypothesis that the reason zebras have stripes is to keep the blood-sucking horseflies away. You know it. Well, Mindy, I think it's time we make a run to the mall. The mall? What for? Well, to get me a black-and-white striped horseback riding suit. Ah, good call. While we're there, do you think we'll have enough time to ride the mall carousel? What is it with you and that striped carousel horse? It's called a zebra. Or is it pronounced zebra? Thanks, Dennis. Yeah, thanks, Dennis. <laughs> the real question here is, are zebras white with black stripes, or are they black with white stripes? Now, to figure this out, we're going to have to do an experiment. We'll need a caliber, preferably digital, a pair of high-contrast hair clippers. Dennis! And you know what? I think I'm going to need to get a set of these zebra print pajamas. I th they <sighs> seem to be doing wonders. I have a lot of problems with butterflies. Have I told you? Wow in the world, we'll be right back. Grown-ups, this message is for you. Support for this podcast and the following message for parents come from LegalZoom. Business owners can count on LegalZoom for legal advice and no surprises. Over 2 million business owners have trusted LegalZoom for LLCs, S-Corps, and DBAs. They've built a network of independent attorneys available in all 50 states. And LegalZoom provides complete transparency with upfront pricing and customer reviews to bring you peace of mind. More information is available at LegalZoom.com NPR. Support also comes from Simon & Schuster, publisher of the picture book, Another. What if you discovered another world? 
What if you met another you? What might you do? New York Times bestselling illustrator Christian Robinson brings young readers on a playful, imaginative journey about the magic of encountering someone who looks just like them. Available now wherever books are sold. There's a subculture of people fascinated by prime numbers. You know, like 7, 11, 13, 17, 19. Primes go on forever. There is no final biggest prime number. And the hunt for the latest monster prime number can take years. You end up with a 24 million digit long number. Ideas on the power and beauty of math on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. That's it. Back to the show. My wow in the world is that catfish can predict when earthquakes are coming. They wiggle around right before the earthquake happens. Bye! Hi, my name is Josephine, and I live in New Haven, Connecticut. My wow in the world is that when baseball players put black lines under their eyes, it's to keep down the glare and the sun, like a cheetah. Bye, love your show, and love Reggie. (laughs) My name is Molly, and I live in Eugene, Oregon. My wow in the world is that sloths move so slowly that moss grows on them. I love your show. Bye. Hello, Mandy and Guy Raz. My name's Rebecca, and I live in San Francisco, California, America. And my wow in the world is that the hottest stars are blue, and the coldest are red. And in between stars are yellow, like our star, the sun. Isn't that cool? Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz and Reggie. My name is Molly. I'm from Massachusetts. And my wow in the world is that cats have three eyelids. Say hi to Grandma G-Force for me. Bye. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Ned. From Sydney, Australia. My wow in the world is that electricity can be made out of wind. Bye, Mindy, Guy Raz, and Reggie. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Ivy. I'm from Orland Park, Illinois. And my wow in the world is that sharks can eat other sharks. Say hi to Reggie for me. Bye. Hello, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Hannah, and I live in Arlington, Massachusetts, but I was born in Cape Town, South Africa. Hi, my name is Annie, and I live in rural Massachusetts, but I was born in Weymouth. And my wow in the world is that crickets can make their noise by rubbing their lives together, and it sounds so beautiful. My wow in the world is I'm obsessed with poisonous animals like snakes, fish, and more. Come back to Boston! Bye, Indian and We don't like your show, but we love your show. And say hi to Reddy and Janet. Ahoy there! <laughs> messages. Hey everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week on Wow in the World. And to keep the wow rolling, check out this week's scientific conversation starters at our website, wowintheworld.com. And grown-ups, there you can find more info on how your kids can become members of the World Organization of Wowzers, shop our wow shop, 
upload photos and videos to us, and check dates for our upcoming live events. That's wowintheworld.com. Our show is produced by Jed Anderson. Who provides the bells, whistles, and silly characters. Say hello, Jed. Hello. Our show is written by me, Guy Raz, and Thomas Van Kalken, who also provides silly characters. Tom? Hello there. Thanks also to Jessica Bodie, Casey Kofer, Rebecca Caban, Kit Ballinger, and Alex Curley. Meredith Halpern-Ranzer powers the wow at Tinkercast. Our theme song was composed and performed by The Pop-Ups. For more info on their two-time Grammy-nominated all-ages music, find them at thepopups.com. And grown-ups, you can follow Wow in the World on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wow in the World. And our email address is hello at wowintheworld.com. And if you're a kid with a big wow to share with us, call us at 1-888-7-WOW-WOW for a chance to be featured at the end of the show. Also, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to Wow in the World on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, leave us a few stars, a review, or just tell a friend about the show. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep on wowing. Jinx! and sent to you by NPR. We all have an online self, and sometimes that self can get us in real trouble. So what did he think he was doing? I don't know. I didn't know he posted it. Next week on Invisibilia, we visit a city that blurs reality and online noise with life or death stakes. 